0: And as Al just mentioned, we are completing the Acts of the Spirit series. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the series, this is, um, when you look at the book of Acts, a lot of times people think of Acts of the Apostles. But we've been pursuing the book of Acts through the lens of the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit up to in each of the passages that we've, we've, pursued each week and we are at the close of the book of acts acts 28 the scripture passage that is going to be on the screen today is actually from the message version Uh, which i don't i I don't ordinarily use the message but it's just a little more accessible today the way it's it's written so we're using the message and i asked cc to help me read the scripture so hear these words from acts 28 beginning at verse 10 and we'll look at 10 to 16 and then the final couple verses 30 and 31
1: we spent a wonderful three months on malta they treated us royally took care of all our needs and outfitted us for the rest of the journey when an egyptian ship that had wintered there in the harbor prepared to leave for italy we got on board the ship had a carved Gemini for its figurehead,
0: the Heavenly Twins. We put in at Syracuse for three days and then went up, to the, up the coast to Regium. Two days later, with the wind out of the south, we sailed into the Bay of Naples. We found Christian friends there and stayed with them for a week.
1: And then we came to Rome. Friends in Rome heard we were on the way and came out to meet us. One group got as far as Appian Court. Another group met us at three taverns, emotion-packed meetings, as you can well imagine.
0: Paul, brimming over with praise, led us in prayers of thanksgiving. When we actually
1: entered Rome, they let Paul live in his own private quarters with a soldier who had been assigned to
0: guard him. Paul lived there two years in his rented house. He welcomed everyone who came to visit him.
1: Paul urgently presented all matters of the kingdom of God. He explained everything about Jesus Christ. His door was always open.
0: This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Who is the Holy Spirit? Sometimes the Holy Spirit is portrayed like a dove because in Jesus' baptism, the Spirit came down like a dove. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is portrayed like tongues of fire because at Pentecost... There seemed to be tongues of fire, what looked like tongues of fire on people's heads. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is portrayed as wind because there was a sound like the blowing of a wind that came from heaven. It was like a wind. And also, um, the Greek word pneuma means Breath, wind, and spirit. So those are images that are used to portray the Holy Spirit. Dove, fire, wind. But the Holy Spirit is not a dove and not fire and not wind. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a who. The Spirit is the third person of the divine trinity. And after 16 weeks together studying the actions of the Holy Spirit, do you feel more clear, more connected to the Holy Spirit, more clear on who the Holy Spirit is? If someone came up to you on the... On the street or on the playground or at work or in church and said who is the Holy Spirit would you be more clear today than you were in April about who the Holy Spirit is maybe I don't want to know the answer to that (laughs) let's start over all right so let's reflect on the journey we're gonna go through our journey through acts of the Spirit following Today you'll you'll note in our bulletin. We have God stories after And so you'll you'll have an opportunity to speak, but our we're gonna have a guided question And so we'll have an opportunity to respond. So be be thinking About where you've experienced the spirit at work or where you would like to participate in what the spirits doing so our series began with the soft launch in the garden uh... in when we did lexio divina and the and jesus promised the holy spirit and if you were at that garden um, that garden lexio divina what was unique about that time together was that the words that kept coming out as we shared our reflections together after reading through scripture and pondering was that there was mystery and wonder, and people commented that we don't get our questions answered. Jesus is just gone from our sight. We don't know why or how or, or the answers aren't given, and we're just left to wonder. Scripture doesn't give us the answers. For some people, that was intriguing. For other people, it was unsettling. It was a, a question mark of what's going to happen what's going on and then we kicked off with Pentecost here in this space and we have these beautiful art images that are that we have been meditating and dwelling dwelling on for these last many weeks and the Spirit came at Pentecost people were gathered and waiting expectant for something they didn't know what And Jesus knocked their socks off. They far exceeded their, uh, Jesus far exceeded their imaginations and expectations when the Holy Spirit came upon them. They began to speak in tongues and it was the beginning of extraordinary times. We moved on to the Spirit promotes koinonia. Note all the verbs. And we discussed how koinonia is mutual involvement, relationship, partnership, joint participation, fellowship, community, communion. As they gathered the people in the early church, they shared their resources, they fellowshiped, and they broke bread together regularly. Then we looked at how the Spirit clarifies vision. Before we can share the power of Jesus with other people, we first need to see Jesus with our eyes. We need to see with Jesus' eyes. And on that day, we installed Jenna and Grace as deacons. And we commissioned them to be critics of injustice. That's the, one of the roles of deacons in our church. This past week, I went to the deacons meeting. Right now, our community is in a housing and economic crisis. And they, the deacons here at Creston are getting more benevolence calls than ever. Our deacons are seeing people with Jesus' eyes. They're seeing people on the edges. And they're trying to say yes every time they can. They're trying to help people as Jesus would help them. They're trying to find ways to share our resources at Creston, the resources that God has entrusted to us through you and through other people in order to help those who the Spirit brings to them, who need help, people that they don't even know. And then Noah preached about how the Spirit instills courage. He mentioned a woman in the church Who was a courageous woman, and he wore a celebratory of 25 years of ministry pin of women in this denomination that was encouraging to many women in this church. And then we heard about how the spirit inspires care, and we installed Heather Snippa, a shepherding elder and then later we installed Noah and Marv. Last week, the shepherding elders met a full team of seven, including me, with the purpose of caring for our community. The Spirit is moving through the shepherding elders, caring for one another and the greater community. And then we looked at how the Spirit pursues the margins when we explored Philip and the Ethiopian. And we heard the gospel iterated, there's someone who accepts you for who you are, as is, who wants to love you forever, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ offers grace with no strings attached. And then the spirit disrupts and redirects. On the road to Damascus, Saul encountered the spirit and blinded him so Saul could hear and see Jesus clearly for the first time. And it changed his life forever. And then Michael Golker came and preached about how the spirit mobilizes reformation. And that day, we had our town hall meeting. We listened to each other. Following our town hall meeting on the topic of Synod's response to the human sexuality report, one person I spoke to decided to get more involved in Creston because a church that could openly have a hard conversation like that and still love each other and enjoy each other and want to talk to each other and be around each other, well, that was a church that person wanted to be a part of. Michael Golker offered us a picture of the gospel where Christ pours out his life for us, and we pour out our lives for each other daily. The Spirit mobilizes a reformation of our thoughts, our hearts, our minds, and our souls, delivering us from this false dichotomy of winning and losing in exchange for peace in the midst of differing perspectives, laying down our preferences to image Christ In love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit. And then the Spirit liberates. We looked at Lydia and the slave girl. The Spirit liberating both of them from their circumstances in different ways. And then Cece made profession of faith that day claiming in her own heart and mind her identity in Christ. It was a good day in the life of the church. And then Sheila preached about how the Spirit transforms. And she shared how she had been transformed by the Spirit through her time at Creston Church and her work as a Jubilee Fellow. And then Chris Meehan preached about how the Spirit restores life after Eutychus fell out the window and was brought back to life. And then we were back in the garden for Lexio, dwelling in the word together, listening over and over and over again about how the Spirit nourishes our bodies and souls. And our souls were nourished at Christ's table through the bread and the cup, but also through community, through the children, through dwelling in the word together, through sharing with the group how the Spirit spoke to us individually. A beautiful gift, intimate, honest, faith-inspiring. And then finally, last week, the Spirit inspires hospitality. Paul and the gang crash-landed on the island of Malta, not knowing anything about Paul and his companions. The islanders demonstrated robust hospitality. We've been on a journey of robust hospitality for nearly a year, really. And then now with our grant, we're learning and, and being intentional and we're studying and we're learning how to practice in, in biblical, deeper ways. Last week, we welcomed Abe and Elaine, missionaries supported by Creston, but they in turn showed us hospitality when Elaine led us in worship on the piano. So there's this, um, this, as, as, as Dana has said often, this mutual reciprocity, this feature of hospitality. The host becomes the guest, the guest becomes the host. And that was just beautiful. And our connection to Abe and Elaine deepened last week many of you who didn't really know them feel connected to them now through our time together and now in our passage today the apostle paul is back on a ship to rome our scripture text doesn't tell us about paul's state of mind He just sort of seems like this powerhouse that keeps on trucking. But as we we talked about last week, the guy's been through it. And he lists in various parts of scripture all the times that he's been beaten and all the ways he's been beaten and then the shipwrecks and the island desertions and all the, you know, the guy's got to be tired and discouraged. But he just keeps on keeping on. Well, now he's on a ship again. Off to face Ro- off to Rome, face trial, and once again, Paul faces experiences robust welcome by people who anticipate his coming as a prisoner, Paul is greeted warmly yet again Paul receives unsolicited hospitality Paul's response in 28-15 he was brimming over with praise and he led the people in prayers of thanksgiving the people's hospitality led Paul to praise God and it promoted thanksgiving among the people. So, if we look at the big picture of Acts, the whole journey, Acts 2 begins, Acts 1's the preamble. Acts 2 begins this way When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all together in this community, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came upon them as they were together. And Acts 28 ends, for two whole years, Paul welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Welcomed all who came to see him. The Holy Spirit is at work in the church. And the Holy Spirit is at work in you. And the Holy Spirit is an agent of God's grace through hospitality. The Spirit does exceptional, remarkable, beautiful things among people when they gather together. At the beginning of Acts, people were gathered in one place and they continue to gather throughout the book of Acts. And at the end of Acts, people gather regularly. They they go see Paul regularly. They're welcomed regularly. It's just this constant movement of hospitality and welcome and gathering and visiting. There's something about the people getting together that creates... This movement of the spirit that creates space where the spirit wants to move. There's something special about the gathering of the body. Today, we commissioned children and youth ministry volunteers. And um, these, what we saw today, we know are just a, a few of our volunteers. We have many more who are engaged. Well, in in a similar way, the Spirit commissions us to participate in the ministry of the Spirit, in the ministry of hospitality, in the ministry of the church. Using words from our commissioning of the, the, the youth leaders, children and youth ministry volunteers, the spirit can move through us, God's vessels. All of us, every single one of us. We pray, but the mystery of God's rebirth is in the spirit's hands. Mystery, mystery. And you, like Paul, participate in the mystery of growth and rebirth in the church through the spirit. You don't have to. You're not required to. There's no legal law that says you must or should or or are required to. We get to. We get to join that party that is the holy spirit moving we get to be a part of what the spirit is doing in the church so here at creston church ordinarily our rhythm is to share God's stories how we see god at work in our lives and we usually or we ordinarily do that in the earlier part of the service today we are we have an opportunity to share about where God is moving in our lives and we're going to do that now and I put a couple of questions to guide our God stories how do you see the Holy Spirit moving at Creston or in your own life either one another way you could respond is how would you like to participate in the Spirit's work So this could be like we commissioned the the volunteers today. If this were a Holy Spirit commissioning, I would like to do this or see this or participate in this, almost like a, a pledge, something that you are being brave and bold and wanting to step into and then our words of response today will be i'll say holy spirit and then the group will say you are welcome here all right let's pray triune loving grace filled god of kindness spirit fire creativity and wonder. You indeed are welcome here at Creston Church. We are grateful for what you are doing and what you're putting a stop to for the the new patterns you're creating and the old ones that you are inviting us to let go of. This is your church, and we are your people. And we are trying, struggling sometimes, but fiercely pursuing your leading for this community, this church, these people, us, you. We thank you for entrusting us with resources, with gifts, with... Um, the ability to be a church family together. And we pray, living God, that you would indeed lead us, give us eyes to see, give us hearts to show compassion, give us discerning minds. God, we want to be completely tuned into you, and we pray for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit on us, on your church, and on this community, a fresh outpouring of gifts, even manifestational gifts, and then teach us what to do with them. Come, Holy Spirit, come, come, Holy Spirit, come. You are welcome here. We are grateful to be on this journey together and that you give us each other to help us along. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.